Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Dicker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. And Lisa, I understand that today's question is something you and I have both experienced from both sides. My problem of practice is how do you deal with a parent who's providing too much help on online learning? So I love the word too much help, which obviously means the kid can't do it on their own. The teacher is pretty aware that mom has better handwriting or dad has better thinking or something along that line. So what are your thoughts, Becky? Well, um, as a parent who will be assisting my child with some online work the minute I get off of this this, uh, podcast, Lisa, um, I I will say that first, my first thought is, you know, what is what is too much help? So so if the problem is that the parent is doing all of the work, then that's obviously a very big problem. Um, But in some cases, I think parents aren't sure how to best support their own children. So I think my my first note is think proactively. So if parents have a guide to supporting your child in an online environment, for example, um, and tips from the teacher for supporting their child, I think that's a place to start. Simple tips like setting, you know, setting timelines, promoting independence, um, it's walking into a separate room, etc. Whatever the teacher thinks is a good protocol for parents, be sure the parents know that. Yeah, it's funny because I, I wrote down Goldilocks. You know, it's it's that just right is what that teacher is looking for because we don't want kids to struggle. And there's a really interesting article out, Becky, uh, in math, of course, you know, nerdy me is reading a math journal, but uh, by Vasquez and others, uh, Salvador Vasquez, that talks about parental belief of struggle and how much kids should struggle specifically in mathematics. And it was interesting. There was actually in their findings, a difference in moms and dads. Moms saw less struggle, dads saw more, but also a lot of in math, we're not supposed to let kids struggle, we just answer. So I also think it's a little bit subject dependent. You know, if there is an absolute right and wrong answer, it's fine to to let kids struggle a little less and to have a conversation with them would be my recommendation to parents. But on the end of teachers, I would say, you know, look, we want your kid to struggle in math. A wrong answer is okay. Whereas when you and I grew up, there were wrong answers meant you failed math. Today, it means it's a productive struggle that we can have with discourse. So I think it's also educating parents about your teaching approach, your teaching style, and what you do expect kids to be able to do when you meet them in that online environment. I know you've had lots of good experience in kind of studying that online environment and parent uh, parental roles for assessment? Well, I, I've, I've worked really closely um, it, it, in terms of looking at data from Florida's virtual school, which is um, a, a full school district here because it's so large. And I've had a chance to look at, at things that have worked for them and things that uh, are challenges, et cetera. So as a parent, I can say that the probably the thing that's been most compelling to me is the idea of a discussion-based assessment, which is a part of their assessments in their online schools. Now, this dis- discussion-based assessment holds a lot of promise, and I've integrated it into some of my undergraduate work, but I've expanded on it a little bit. Let me tell you why I laid the groundwork for all that, Lisa. There are things that we can do as teachers to, in, to help ensure that the student has the knowledge. I think when we say parents are helping them too much, I think that that's a little broad. 
So if the student interacting with the child is leading the child to learn more, then I don't care how much the parent's interacting with the child. At the end of the day, I want to know the child has mastered the content. And if I want to be sure a child has mastered a content, it can't be just through a multiple choice quiz online because I'm not sure who's doing that multiple choice quiz. However, if I have online office hours and students are expected to drop in and tell me what they've learned or verbally answer specific questions that I pose, now I know that the student has that knowledge. And at the end of the day, remembering and retaining the information, mastering the content, that's what we're looking for. So if it's just compliance-based activities, fill out this worksheet, you know, if the parent's doing it, the parent, you know, that's, uh, you have to ask yourself, what's the point of the worksheet in the first place? If it's to learn the information, if the parent's sitting there with the child and talking about it and discussing it, and then the child can demonstrate that skill, I don't know how much, too much support is. Yeah, it's funny because as you said that, of course, I wrote down one of my thoughts was oral assessment and, and you already mentioned that, but I really do think it goes back to parameters. And, you know, again, being a parent of a child who struggled a lot, yes, some of my thoughts might've been my son's homework because sometimes he was tired. And so I also would go back and reflect on my, uh, myself as a teacher. And I'll tell you two little tips I found helpful is one, to give the parent a parameter. This homework should take approximately 20 minutes. The first five questions, you should help your child. The last five, if they're not independent, they won't do well with the oral assessment. To me, that set the parameters up in a way that says, oh, parents, please help, but then stop versus never help or help the whole time. And so I often think if we have more open-ended UDL assessments and we have better parameters for families of what they want, but do keep in mind when you set that parameter, you also set guilt for parents who don't have time to do that or don't have the skill set to do that. So again, I caution you. And the last thing I'm going to say there is if the homework takes parent help, did we really teach the kid the concept and should it be homework? Or should it be online work with the teacher because they're not ready to do it independent? Again, homework should be something that kids can be successful in doing on their own. If the parent is having to help, I might look within myself and say, what could I have done better to scaffold that assignment or differentiated that assignment so that student could be successful without parent help? So it's another thought on that parameter piece. And I'll, I'll kind of close with a very specific, very recent example from my own life. And again, I was a former English teacher, so I know language arts well. My daughter is in an honors or AP, I don't even know, literature class in high school, had to read The Great Gatsby. And we were traveling. And yes, I was the one who said to her, you hold the book in the passenger seat. I have downloaded this as an audiobook, you know, you start reading, I'll start playing it intermittently because she was not getting the point of that novel. So yes, she read me every question that was being asked about that novel. She read, we listened, I would stop the recording and I would talk over with her the answer to the question. And I would say that it was probably the most my daughter learned about that novel from having a rich discussion with me. To your point, not everybody has a parent who was a content expert. So it can't, you know, so, but again, like, I don't feel I over supported my daughter 
I helped set up a structure that worked for her and I increased what she learned through conversation with her. I don't know what she actually wrote down and submitted, but I'm sure it was better than what she would have done on her own, but I don't feel like it was cheating. So being mindful that, you know, all parents differ, as you mentioned, and being mindful of the idea that at the end of the day, mastery matters most. I think that the UDL approach I just described, you just mentioned, I do think that's the key. Yeah, and I'll just kind of close with a thought that that's a pretty simple one is I always tried to put my myself as much as I could in the shoes of the parent, you know, that that approach of empathy. But, you know, did the parent help because grades are so important? Did the parent help because their kid is frustrated? Did the parent help because they they feel like you're not teaching, I'm not teaching, you know, enough of what's there. And and so again, I always go back to Dewey's statement of look not for a fault in the child, but in the teaching of the child. I think that it sometimes holds true for parents too, is that I always believe parents do the best they can with what they've been given at this moment in this pandemic. It may be, I have to help my kid because there's three Zoom calls I got to be on in 45 seconds. So I do think there's a back to the parameters, but I do think a really heart to heart discussion. Like I keep noticing that Josh doesn't seem to understand any of the math problems, but he got them all right. Okay. That's completely different than sending home and saying, I think you're helping with homework too much because now it's so open-ended, but something very specific like that, a very specific example and trying to put yourself in the shoes of that parent and having that conversation, usually a short five minute phone call does a lot more than you pondering and thinking about it. And I know as a teacher, sometimes I dreaded or feared sometimes that phone call, But once I had it, it was like, wow, that was the easiest thing I had. So again, reach out to that parent, set those parameters and and keep it positive for everyone because we all have enough stress right now. uh, And we definitely need to do everything we can to alleviate that stress. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining us. um, Practical Access. If you have questions, please feel free to call us at 407-900-9305. And thank you for that great question. You can also send us a question on our Facebook or on our Twitter at Access Practical.